Hi, everybody. This is Tony Khan, the producer and director of Morning Stories from WGBH in Boston. Inside the uh, chapel at the Harvard Business School, a little waterfall over there in the distance. Boy, a beautiful place to just uh, get away from it all. But it's also very beautiful outside. Several years ago, I went to Israel and the Middle East. And while I was there, I met a fellow from the United States who had gone to Israel many years before to raise his kids. I was standing with him in the backyard of his house, looking at his garden, and I asked him, what do you grow here? And he said, tomatoes and uh, grenades. <laughs> I said, what? And he took me to the back where he'd been doing some digging, and, and there in the dirt were pieces of shrapnel. And he said he'd been digging up little pieces of shrapnel ever since he had moved in. Well, that was the moment when I realized that no matter how quiet it was that day, this was an area that had been rocked forever by conflict. It's the first thing I think you notice when you go there, that people are physically so close and so far removed from each other in tenderness and trust. Well, we have a story from that part of the world today told by a wonderful reporter named Sandy Tolan. Sandy has just published a book about the conflict in the Middle East, told in terms of two individuals, a man named Bashir and a woman named Dahlia. And it's today's morning story, which we're calling One House, Two Families. On a scorching day in the middle of July in 1948, during the war between the Arabs and the Israelis, thousands of Palestinians fled or were driven out. It was one of the traumas of Palestinian history. Bashir is a Palestinian hometown of Ramleh who grew up in a house that his father built till he was six years old. When the Israeli army arrived, he picked up a grenade. He and his brothers and sisters thought it was a toy, and it exploded and blew his hand off. And he sees this as the weapons of the Zionists. Dahlia was born uh, after the Holocaust. Her family, Bulgarian Jews, decided to go to the new Israeli state, and she was uh, about 10, 11 months old when her family moved into the house that Bashir and his family had been driven out of. She told me once there was a star and crescent, the symbol of Islam, that Bashir's father, when he built the house, had placed on the wrought iron gate. You know, she said to herself, she was probably seven years old, you know, this is not an Arab house. I am a child of Zion. This is my safe haven. This is my harbor for my people. And so she climbed up onto the gate and with her little hands, wrenched it back and forth, wrenched the star and crescent back and forth and back and forth and back and forth between her hands and threw it away. In July of 1967, shortly after the end of the Six Day War, Bashir had thought he would be going home in triumph. But instead, in defeat, he, he and his cousins decided to simply get on a bus, go from Ramallah to Jerusalem, and then from Jerusalem to their old hometown of Ramleh, simply to ask permission to peer inside their old homes. He was only six and the last time he had been there, and so he rings the bell. And Dahlia is sitting inside, and as she recalls on that day, she was staring into the leaves 
of a jacaranda tree, the one her father planted, and the lemon tree that Bashir's father planted was right beside it in the garden. And the doorbell rings, and she gets up, and, and she goes down, and she unlocks the gate, and there's these three Arab men standing there. And one of them says, Bashir says, this was my father's house, and I lived here too, and may I have permission to come in and see the house? And this was this moment in which she said to herself, I probably shouldn't let them in. My parents aren't home. This is the enemy at the gate. But she told me she knew exactly the moment she opened the gate, she knew who they were and why they had come. She said, she said that I had always been waiting for them. There they are. I have to let them in. The six-day war just passed, but she smiled and opened the door to the gate and, and, and let them in. Bashir's gratitude for that single act was so immense and so deep. That's the humanity Bashir recognizes in Dahlia. By 1988, Dahlia had known Bashir more than 20 years. Bashir had become extremely militant. Her parents had died. Um, she was now married and living in Jerusalem. And she was thinking about what to do with this house. You know, it's a house with two histories, this house with two sets of tragedies and hopes and joys and family life. And what do I do? She and her husband, Yehesko, go from Jerusalem up to Ramallah. And she says, Bashir, you know, I've been thinking about this house. It's a house that belongs to both of our families. I would be willing to sell the house and give the proceeds to your family. And Bashir's immediate reaction is, no, 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 no. There can be no selling of our patrimony. And then he says to her, you, the Israelis, stole our house. We were expelled. Why should we pay the price? She felt like she was punched in the stomach. This is the only home she ever knew. She came when she was 10 months old. So she says to him, well, sure, then, you know, what, what shall we do? And, and he says, Dahlia, I lost my childhood in this house. I want other children to have a childhood by making this house a kindergarten for the Arab children of Ramlin. And Dahlia agreed. You know, these, these images that we have, you know, burned into our brains of what the Middle East means. An exploding bus, a horrible scene on the street in Tel Aviv, a teenager throwing a stone and, and getting shot at. Such dehumanizing images that it closes your heart. It, it, it shuts you down. You know, these, this is beyond these images. <sighs> what can I say? <laughs> she opened the gate. She smiled and opened the door. 
and, and let them in. That was today's morning story called One House, Two Families. Our storyteller was Sandy Tolan, the author of a wonderful book just published about the history of that area and of those two families called The Lemon Tree, an Arab, a Jew, and the heart of the Middle East, Gary Mott. What a powerful story that was. When you hear about the conflict that's going on in the Middle East, do you feel that you really can understand in a personal sense, not only how horrible it is, but maybe in some ways how inevitable? Boy, I have no concept of that uh, as an American. It doesn't impinge on your life. It doesn't really impinge on my life, but I do think about my children, and I think about what kind of world they're going to live in mm -hmm. if we can't figure some of these things out. You can always find somebody that you want to get even with, especially in that part of the world, right? either because of what they did or because of what their father did to your father. Or their or grandfather. Or their grandfather yeah. to your father. Humanity is going to be on a continual downward spiral unless we start talking to one another. What it really takes to step out of it is to suddenly say, I'm going to stop the way Dahlia stopped and the way Bashir stopped and said, I'm not going to behave the way I'm supposed to in this situation. That's when you can start to break the spell. I remember somebody said to me, I owe my children the duty of not getting even with my enemy. If I do that, then his children will not have to seek vengeance on my children. Well, you hear that and you just, you have to pause. You know, if there is ever going to be a way out, it's going to start there. It's going to start with me. You know, very often at this part of the show, we try to think of some kind of clever way to mention that we're grateful to Ipswich, but the fact of the matter is that we just are. <laughs> so let it be said, thank you, Ipswich, for the support you've given this podcast pretty much since the start. We appreciate it every week. Ipswich, a leader in file transfer software, ipswich.com, I-P-S-W-I-T-C-H. Please get in touch with us at morningstories at wgbh.org. And we also have a website at wgbh.org slash morningstories. And if you have the time to read something really interesting about the Middle East, and not just about the Middle East, but about the prospects for peace anywhere, take a look at Sandy's book, The Lemon Tree. Neither family knew of the other until one day the son of the man who planted the lemon tree rung the bell and the daughter of the man from the other country heard the bell. She opened the gate. The young man said, May I come in?